Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I'm Marge Bowen, and I'm with my good friend, Margaret Miller. We're The Mystic Margaritas. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning. <laughs> so I am, um, Margaret and I were talking a little bit before the recording about the enormity of this um, topic, which today is about how we really create presence in our lives and what that means. And the opposite of presence, of course, is superficiality. And so um, that is really just I think it's really basically just a lack of awareness. And, you know, as we move in and out of our lives, of course, we can't be, it's very difficult to be in, in our presence every single second of the day because we live really busy lives. There's a lot going on, a lot of stresses, a lot of distractions. And nor should we expect that that be the case because it's very natural not to be in presence the whole of our day and night. So um, I'm really looking forward to talking about this because Margaret, the, the, the key to, be, to moving into our own presence, of course, is through the art of contemplation. Yeah, so that's a great start, I think. Um, and, you know, what I've been noticing is that this this topic as I was contemplating, the deeper I went into contemplation, the more I realized how little of the time I actually am present, even though it is something that I teach, it's part of my work, it's part of, you know, it, it really is part of my uh, daily practice. And, and I noticed, for instance, yesterday, as I was um, contemplating that that I had spent the, the morning in this frantic busyness uh, that had no real purpose other than I was keeping myself busy. Well, maybe it had a little bit of purpose. You know, there were, there were some chores and things involved, but it was like, it was done with such a lack of awareness that I thought, wow, I wonder if I really know anything about presence. <laughs> You know, I think it's very, very easy to be in that space uh, for all of us. And, um, you know, if, if anyone has, has read or studied Buddhism, you know, uh, it's so much about being in the now and we can be in, in full presence or the now in doing mundane things, tasks like washing the dishes or, uh, you know, I know in Tai Chi, there's a wonderful um, exercise where you walk in a circle and you simply put one foot in front of the other and you walk very slowly in this circle. And the, the idea of that is to be truly present in how your body's moving and where you are in that moment. And which I'm really happy that I brought, just brought that up because this is so much about being present to all that we are in our human nature. And that includes all of our senses. That include that is such great information for us to be aware of all of our senses. And I think as we're 
when we're children, if we've been taught that, you know, we have to pay attention to the outside world more than our senses, then we lose the ability to know what that information is that's coming in through our senses. And so I love that this, this process of becoming present or realizing our own superficiality is becoming more aware of the sensory feedback that we're getting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I love this because, you know, that bringing it back into the awareness of our body and um, being in our bodies, being embodied, that is so crucial because like you said, when we're, when we're trained to look at the world from the outs, you know, outside and, and receive our stimulus from the outside and not have any interpretation of what our, our, our receptors, right? Our senses, all of our senses are, are they're giving us this information if, but we're not paying attention to it. How do we, how do we even survive? I don't even know. I mean, we do, but it, but it's, it's like we're, we're, we are operating on a very superficial level if we're not paying attention to those senses. Right. And I think as we are doing what you just described, we have also given way, we've, we have given our own internal guidance away to some other group think. Now, some would call it the collective ego, but there's a lot of group think, right? There's family group think. So as I talk, as we discuss this, I, I really do think about um, prejudice. Mm -hmm. and how prejudice is manifest in our, in, in our world and in society. And there's a lot of that going on, of course, with uh, a lot of prejudice and acts going on toward Jewish people right now. And then before that, it was Asians, right? So there's always this prejudice that happens. Well, where, why, right? How is that superficial? Mm -hmm. Well, I have adopted beliefs that have probably been taught to me through my family group and perhaps through societal group, so my community. But either way, you know, I have given, I have, I've become superficial about that because I'm totally unaware of the impact of that prejudice thinking and acting has not only on me internally, but on the whole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's based on fear, which is another piece of this, of course. So, right. And not being willing, yeah, not being willing to uh, go inside and find out what's really true in our own hearts and then, and then respond to whatever is presented to us from that place. Rather, you know, instead, we're looking a lot of times looking outside of ourselves well, they're not, they're not objecting to this. And, and so if I, if I speak up, then, you know, <laughs> then I, then I won't be accepted in the group or, or whatever that is. So, wow, that's a, this is really such a an profound topic. It is. And, and it's, um, you know, it, we could, we could talk about any, anything that is going on in society and, and look at the lack of presence there. And that's where you're gonna see all of the problems. Yes, absolutely. And of course, you know, this, um, 
this journey from superficiality to presence, um, we, the shadow side or the challenge is self-awareness. And that's what contemplation really is. And there's actually three levels of contemplation. And the first one is called viewing. So it's, you know, we, it's based on our inner self, right? We need to view, we need to be able to have a clear view of our inner self and how, why we're thinking the way we're thinking. I, I wrote down a great question, which is how do we create our own suffering? In any moment that we are suffering in our lives, if we stop and be present with that suffering and ask, how did I create my own suffering? That is like the beginning of this um, viewing. Yeah, and, and even as you said that, I, I recall uh, asking myself that question um, uh, about a particular thing in my life. And, and as soon as I asked the question, there was this uh, amazing amount of space that opened up inside of me. And it was sort of, it was almost even uh, an alleviation of that suffering. <laughs> yes, right. Just, just asking the question. Just to open up to it. That's what mm -hmm. you're saying. That's mm -hmm. beautiful. I just wanna uh, give a shout out to Kim. Hi, Kim, we're so happy you joined us today. So yeah, so this, it's, it's an intense learning when we go into this viewing. And in fact, the I Ching that is, that this, gene key. So this is the gene key 20 from the gene keys. And it corresponds to uh, part of the I Ching. And the I Ching is considered the book of change. And it's an old, 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 old text that offers lots of wisdom. And the I Ching uh, for this, for this um, superficiality to presence is called seeing. And that's what we're talking about is, is the first level of contemplation is viewing and when we go into viewing our inner world it can there's an intense learning that can happen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this is uh, this is really awesome because as as you know marge i'm having difficulty with my contact lenses this morning <laughs> and and i'm having difficulty seeing things uh on the outside and it just, as you were speaking, I was reminded that, you know, when I am in ceremony, for instance, when I'm doing um, the vision quest ceremony or, or things like that, I, I go for a week or more without wearing my contact lenses. And I see very clearly, I, I get into that internal space where I'm utilizing all of my other senses and my eyes are focused internally right? And, and feeling all the things that are going on in my body. And I have so much awareness about what's going on uh, with all of the questers and, and the ceremony itself, that, that the vision, you know, that part that I was a little bit nervous about this morning means nothing. Exactly. That's, a, and that's beautifully uh, described too, Margaret, because I think that is what we're talking about here, this ability to really listen in so many different ways to all our common sense, all our, you know, our common sense is the use of all of our senses, including our intuitive sense. And when we can pay attention to that and just be still in that, we see uh, in a whole different way, right? 
And I also want to remind our listeners, though, that we need to be, we've talked about this before, how gentle we need to be with ourselves. Because, you know, you and I talk a lot about the ideal way of moving from point A to point B, right? And what point A looks like and what point B looks like. But, and we've often said that, you know, we're not meant to be perfect all the time. Of course, we need to let go of our perfectionism and just know that everything is it's like our breath, you know, it goes in and it, it goes in and goes out. And just like you said, you know, sometimes my contacts work and sometimes they don't. Sometimes I'm present in my life and sometimes I'm not. And it's all okay. And we can still hold the contemplation and awareness of where we are in any given moment. Yeah, that's very beautiful. <laughs> I, and I like that reassurance. And I, I really think that um, that's, it is key for us to be gentle with ourselves as we're moving through any of the different processes in our life. You know, I, you know, we are, we are striving for something higher in our life. I think everyone in one way or another is, is really working towards that feeling of connectedness to source. Right. And if we're not gentle with ourselves, we are, um, we are, our own impedance, <laughs> you know? And so I just wanted to, um, uh, one of the cards, I pulled several cards today, but one of the cards that I pulled today is an angel card and it is gentleness. I don't know if you can see that on oh, there, that. but it's, it's talking about being gentle with ourselves. And, and I, that was uh, a, another great reminder of that we're all, uh, we are just wherever we are in this moment. Sometimes we're in a very high place and sometimes we're not. Yes, and when we go into the second stage of contemplation, which is viewing ourselves in relation to the world, we really need that gentleness because now we're beginning to open up to how I am affecting the world around me and how the world is, is how I'm reacting to that, those things that are, that are around me. So now it's an interaction and a feedback loop that I begin to open myself up to, yeah. um, to realize my truth in all of that. Yeah. Let's okay. talk about this more when we get back from break. Great. Listening to Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? 
Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my friends. So the second, um, the second step to the art of contemplation is viewing our, oneself in relation to the world. And this has a little bit of a, a moral um, flavor to it. So we might begin to realize what our true values are in life. And um, we also might feel the effects of not only our presence in the world, but our absence in the world. And um, that's an interesting thing right there to just talk about, Margaret, because uh, I don't know about you. I think most of us have had experiences where we have been absent, absent and uh, over time can see the effects of that in our relationships. And the same thing, of course, with being present. Mm -hmm. So I can't help it. I, you know, I started my, I just started getting this little, little smirk on my face about it because, because I realized that like over the past uh, year and a half, um, spending a lot more time online uh, doing my work and, and, but also, you know, then, then the trap of getting onto social media or, or whatever to supposedly, you know, update this or do that um and then just becoming completely uh immersed in my phone while my husband's talking to me <laughs> yeah <and> being completely <laughs> absent and and then having to own up to it because he said something you know he he he's a, a man of few words and if he says something it's usually it's meaningful <laughs> And I ought to be listening. <laughs> it's loud when it isn't loud, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I know for me in my younger years, I had this pattern of, of busyness, you know, and that was a survival pattern of me. So I want to address the stress that a lot of us are in sometimes that creates this, um, this absence in the yeah. world, because there literally is in the part of our brain called the hippocampus, there, there are places that create this amnesia. And so if people can think about a time in your life where you were in a lot of stress, or you can't remember a portion of your life, you were probably in a lot of stress during that time. I have a lot of clients that say, oh, I can't, you know, we'll go to a certain age and they'll say, I can't remember anything about that age, you know, and, um, and I have periods in my life where I don't recall a lot. And I, I, when I really truly stop and think about it, I realize I was in a lot of stress then. And when we move into a certain level of stress, our whole, 
all the firing in our brain changes. It changes and we get, we get blocked and we lose access to our whole brain thinking. And that includes some of our memory. And it's there to keep us safe from yeah. in a bio, biological perspective. Um, but, you know, truly this, it, it, we can learn so much by gently looking at our absence in life and maybe go before the absence and, and look at what was stressful for me right before that period and then during the period. And just as you said earlier, Margaret, just, just in opening up to the question, it can, it can move some energy around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and that's exactly, you know, I was, uh, I was playing with this yesterday as I was contemplating and, and really looking at, okay, so, so what, what is it that's causing me to um, become absent? You know, it's not, it, it is partially the technology thing, but, but, but it's, it's this uh, underlying feeling of stress. Like I need to be doing more somehow or this in it. It's, it's an illusion. It's not true. There's I'm, I'm, I have plenty of doingness in my life, you know, <laughs> and and so well, uh, something that I did for myself uh, in this is I stopped, I stopped altogether, I stopped doing anything, and I sat down, actually laid down, and and just started breathing, and I realized that I was I had been feeding myself these very very stressful thoughts about you didn't get this done, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. It's Sunday, you know, I could, I could, I could have been a little bit more gentle with myself. And I finally was when I stopped and contemplated, right? And so when we, when, if we can do that and uh, rest a little bit and contemplate, then maybe we can um, move a little bit more gently in our lives and move forward in a little bit more presence. Well, and thank you for bringing that up because it definitely um, speaks to what beliefs we have running, both in our conscious and our subconscious, mostly subconscious that we've learned um, and taken on again by outside uh, influence. And we need to, we, which is fine, but, but that's why this contemplation is so important so that I can maybe realize what are those quiet beliefs that, how did I create this chaos? How did I create this, um, my, my own suffering? And this is one way that we do because we grow up with certain beliefs or we develop certain beliefs as we, as we live our lives. And sometimes those beliefs don't serve us. And the thoughts associated with those beliefs feed to the stress and we don't even realize that's going on until we're able to stop like you said lay down breathe and then maybe we it comes forth of oh my gosh um i created this because i believe that if i don't do all of these things i won't be successful or i won't be living my life's purpose which brings me to this whole discussion about our purpose and what we think that is or isn't because I think for many of us that that drives it, this life purpose, this idea that I have a specific life purpose and I need to be on that road and I need to be doing that thing. And, you know, you can hear the doing in that. Mm -hmm. And I would like to argue that 
our life purpose is to really learn how to express our true unique self, unique and authentic self, obviously. Yeah. And what, yeah, well, yeah. What if it's about um, showing up and enjoying life? What if it's about squeezing the, all of the joy that we possibly can out of every moment? <laughs> you know, what if it's, what if that's really the purpose, right? What if, and, and we are, it just reminds me of all these different sayings and so forth, you know, we're human beings, not human doings. And, and, you know, if we are, um, if we are so focused on some outer purpose, uh, it's reminding me, actually, I'm going to interrupt myself <laughs> and, and say that it's reminding me of uh, something that Carolyn Mace talks about a lot. And that is that if we are uh, thinking that we have, and, and a lot of us do have this idea, like we must have this special purpose that, that we're here for. And, and that special purpose is out there in the future somewhere, right? Because as we're thinking about it, we can't do anything with our thinking that isn't either in the past or in the future. Thinking doesn't exist in the present moment. It has to be, have the context of, of, of future or past. And so, and so we're, we're never present if we're thinking about some special purpose that we're supposed to find, even if we think we know what it is, mm -hmm. it, uh, it, it's like, it's keeping us from being. <laughs> and so it's such a, it's such a great loop. It's, it's this ridiculous feedback loop that we get ourselves into. Whereas if we, if we were just to, uh, to take the idea that if we are here on this planet, then our purpose is unfolding in front of us. What if, what if that's what self-assurance is? And, and this is something that Richard Rudd talks a lot about. I, I was going to write down a quote, but I didn't, uh, I didn't for this time, but, but he talks about uh, that self-assurance being able to be present with uh, what's right in front of you, be, being able to receive what's in front of you and respond to it in a natural way. That's self-assurance that and so that's purposeful. Yes, it is purposeful. And I have a great question for, for us. Okay. Uh, Christine asked, um, if we are thinking about our purpose Oh, no, sorry, Christine. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I'm trying to find this other one. Okay, how do you know the difference between avoiding being present by sleeping versus resting our bodies? How do we know the difference between avoiding being present by sleeping versus resting our bodies? Okay, so the, the first thing that comes up for me is, is that it you can avoid, you could probably avoid presence by sleeping and, but the act of sleeping brings you back into a reset mode where you have then the opportunity to be present again when you wake up. And, and it's, it's like, so sometimes that's a great strategy uh, to, to utilize and a gentle strategy to use 
for yourself. Um, if you're having a difficult time being present, then then maybe it is time to go to sleep and let the brain shut down, let uh, the body regenerate and rejuvenate itself and then try again when you wake up. Yes, and I would add to that, that if, if there is a pattern, I would also observe and be aware of a pattern of tiredness uh, that pre preempts sleeping, right? Because there might be something in that pattern. Why am I always tired? Um, and so that can open up a, hmm, let me be present with this fatigue and see if I can open up to what happened right before or in my day, in my routine, when do I get fatigued? And is there a link to an activity or a person or something like that that makes me fatigued enough that I need to go sleep? Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I think just being aware of, is it a pattern? And is, it, is there something before the sleep that I need to be aware of? Mm. That's a great awareness. So let's go ahead and take this uh, sort of natural pause that happened and take our next break. You're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We're Mystic Margaritas. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to MysticMargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. This is Marge Bowen. I'm here with Margaret. So Margaret, I've I finished a book uh, that I listened to on Audible written by Matthew McConaughey called Green Light. And um, Matthew, if you're out there listening to this, <laughs> I loved that book. He, he really is so inspiring. And what the thing I loved about it is how he talked about in every phase of his life, these incredible situations he, he was in. 
he would find that one, one big event or situation would throw him off somehow. He would disconnect somehow from self. He wasn't, he wasn't who he knew he was. And he would make it a point to go on what, what he called a walkabout, right? Which is taking time out to separate self from the, the busyness of that situation. So to reconnect. And it's so fun to listen to him talk about those experiences. But that was the one of the big takeaways I got was how brilliant he was at being aware of his, his beingness as he went through all of these different phases in his life and went and he knew when it was time to really separate himself. And in some cases, this was a big separation of something very big for him. But he he was very loyal to himself and true to himself so that he created an opportunity to really separate himself from that event and that situation and reconnect. And um, I, I highly recommend his book. I enjoyed it so much. Wonderful. And that's what a, what a beautiful um, representation of, of becoming, you know, getting present with yourself. Like it, it, you, sometimes you do, you have to completely remove yourself from the outer world in order to be able to do that and going on a walkabout or the, you know, like for, for in my, the tradition that I practice the Hamalechiape, which is the vision quest and, uh, you know, is, is the same thing and, and doing that at least once a year to separate yourself completely from uh, everything except for nature, right, yeah. which is, everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, it, it's, you can't separate yourself from that no matter what, but we can, we can feel really disconnected from, from nature and from each other. And even if we're, especially if we're in the midst of a lot of people and a lot of busyness and so forth, we can feel incredibly disconnected. And so doing something like that, a walkabout or uh, a vision quest or a, just a, a, a break in right. a yeah. break in nature away from other people to become present with yourself and discover who that new person is. Because probably, you know, over and over again, um, Matthew probably discovered that he was a different person now. And, and so that's why he didn't recognize you know, who was there or, or what was going on is that he had changed. And, and so, wow, what a beautiful uh, pointer for us to, to really go inward and, and pay attention to who we have become now. Yes. And to, to be able to open up to new perceptions of the world around us and our place in it and how it's affecting us and all of that. You know, every time I fly, this is one of the things I, lo I love to fly. And I love flying, taking a trip. I don't fly a plane, but I love just being on the plane and looking down and being way up and looking down at the earth and what's there. And, or even the clouds, if that's all there is, but being so high and looking out, I always pause as um, uh, into contemplation because I'm, I'm looking at that. All of a sudden my perception changes. It's like, I'm above I'm above, it looks like I've rised above so that I can see everything that's going on for me more clearly. So I always journal on a plane. 
because I'm at such a different, I have such a different perception when I'm up high like that. I really love that. And that brings me to the third um, step in contemplation. And that is really letting go. Mm -hmm. It's the process of impermanence. And contemplation equals power because it's only when we can let go of beliefs that aren't serving us or let go of the expectations or let go of judgments that we're holding toward ourselves, our bodies, our others, um, to let go sometimes of relationships. You know, there's so much letting go that we need to do, but until we are able to see things clearly through contemplation, we won't have that self-assurance, right? In being able to let go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I need to bring this up. It's like, there's this, there's part of this that you're talking about and in the contemplation, uh, I keep feeling this, like this deep listening and and that somehow that has to do with the process of letting go. And I'm not sure exactly how, 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 to, um, how that works, but, but there's this, uh, well, it comes back to the senses, right? It comes back to being present in our body. In order for us to let go of something, we had to have been able to identify it right? Because it has to be, we have to have the awareness. So we have to have gone through step one and step two, right, of what you just described in this contemplation. And, and, and then, and so it's this deep listening that, that involves all of the senses, okay, and, and causes us to, to know what that feeling is in order for us to be able to let go of it, right? There's, we can't let go of anything unless we have actually physically, ex like I think physically experienced it. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because you're right. We can, do, we can try to do it all mentally, but that's not gonna get us all the way. It's, we're just gonna get it mentally. And I totally agree with you that uh, we need to feel our way through that. Our, our, the feeling body is the way through that because how else do we connect with what truly feels true for us in our own heart, mm -hmm. right? If we leave that piece out, then we're just dealing with it on a mental basis. And so in order for us to, to really um, on, on our whole being shift something and let something go, uh, we do need to cons consult the heart mm -hmm. and stomach and any other part of our body where we're feeling this, which we are if we hold an awareness around that. So much of the time we live our lives in our heads, in our minds, in our mental body. Mm -hmm. And so much so that for some people, they disconnect from their physical body in a, in a, in a, in a way that if you were to say, well, how does that feel to you when you think about that? Then they're gonna to go to, I don't know. And I don't know is usually a child's voice. That's a child's response. So again, we go back to viewing self and opening up to this experience or, or this relationship, whatever it is, 
and how it feels to us in addition to what we think about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so it also uh, another angle or avenue here is when we look at self-assurance and what that is, um, if, if we're looking at it from the lens of that we have this ability to be present with what's right in front of us, right? And, and to respond accordingly, it comes back to that. I, I'm going to come back to deep listening again, where, where we're engaging uh, all of our senses. Say, you know, as I'm was listening to you, I, I was trying to, I was practicing that and, and feeling what was happening in my body. And, and it really, uh, as I do that, and I become more present in myself, then I am, I have this uh, assurance that whatever comes out of my mouth, when it's, you know, when there's a response needed, or, or asked for, that it will be, um, it will it will resonate and it will come through clearly and and if i'm up in my head being the talking head that i sometimes am <laughs> you know and that all of us are sometimes uh then i won't be able to respond in a way that makes sense because i'll have spent the time trying to formulate my thought rather than being present with what was said yes and i i to to take that one step further, this self-assurance to me also means that, um, that I may not know. I may not know anything in that moment and it's okay. And I can say, you know what? I don't even know. Yeah. So I'm going to go contemplate. <laughs> I'm going to go think about that and I'm going to go open up to that and see how I might know that differently or how, how I might know that even better. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that last time on our last show, I think, you know, the more I know, the more I realize I don't know. And so to me, self-assurance also means that it's okay that I don't have all the answers and it's okay that um, I really don't know right now. Mm -hmm. And I can let go of the need to know in that moment. That's also being present. I love this because to me, this is, this is a great example of the systematic deprogramming of the ego. <laughs> the systematic Tell me more about that. Tell me more. <laughs> well, you know, the ego wants, wants to be heard, wants to, wants to know, <clears throat> wants you to know that I know, wants to be in control, right? Um, wants to feel whatever, like I'm in control and I know what I'm talking about. And, you know, all of that is very much the ego. So when we are, when we are able to be self-assured in the, I don't know, um, then we are systematically, you know, dismantling the ego. And, and when you and I do that, together on this radio show, then we really and truly become mystic margaritas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Because, because when, you know, because that is part of the mystic path is being okay with the mystery of, of life and being able to, uh, embrace that feeling in a way that is not fearful 
Like I, I don't know, and I may never know the answer to that. I, I may not ever know if I achieved my purpose. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I, you know, I may not know that until uh, the whole game is through. <laughs> the um, the perfection is in the moment. Right. And that's what we're talking about is being present to the moment. And that moment is perfect. However, you know, whatever it is we see or hear or are. And um, so, you know, how do you find presence, Margaret? What's the easiest way you find to really move yourself into being present? Well, I think it, it started with the practice of heart-centered awareness for me, you know, bringing my energy, attention, and awareness down into my body, down into my heart, anchoring myself there. And, and I, I really like the practice of deep listening, where when I am, when I either speaking or when I'm the speaker or the listener, like as in that exchange going back and forth, like right in this moment, I am listening to the words as they're coming out of my mouth. And I'm trusting that they're the appropriate words for this moment. When I'm listening to you, I am practicing being in my body and feeling with my body and uh uh, dissolving any separation between us. And, and what I mean by that is that, you know, really, truly, we're, we're connected on a very deep level. And, and it, if I'm present in my body, I can feel that connectedness and the resonance that happens as you're speaking. And I recognize that this is this is me as well. And that that's consciousness is collective, even though you're the one speaking the words, or I'm the one speaking the words, that we are a part of this collective consciousness. And, and that that is presence. Beautiful. I, I hope that was a good answer. <laughs> was that a little fear burp? <laughs> no, it's just like, what the heck was that? I don't have any idea what I just said. So let's go ahead and take a break. <laughs> okay. And when we come back, uh, we'll let's go into this more because that was yummy and delicious. Okay. So you're listening. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email 
by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here we are again. Yay. Well, Margaret, you know, before break, I asked you about how you get to presence. And, you know, it's, it got me thinking about my favorite moments when I feel so present. And it's probably when I'm with my grandkids, you know, my grandchildren. And these children are just in the moment, right? They are in the moment. And um, so when I'm with them, you know, we, we're all, I'm, Mimi's about play. That's, that's what they call me is Mimi. And Mimi's all about play. So we are making up things and creating these games that who knows how they, we get to them, but we just create these little games with each other and these ways of playing. And it's just such joy to be in that moment. And I'm not always in that moment, of course, like none of us are. And there are other times when I have to go out of my way. I want to go out of my way and dedicate some alone, quiet time. And for me, um, journaling in those moments is really powerful. And it's how I, it's sort of how I begin to listen to it uh, uh, on a deeper level to myself. And I can stop and I love to do it when I'm outside. So I can stop and then I tune in to nature around me. I, li I listen for, you know, I listen to the sounds and I look at the sky and I feel the temperature and I just pick up any other information I can through my senses. Mm -hmm. And then I usually go back to the journaling and it's just such a beautiful retreat. And um, I always, of course, feel inspired and in this special place because I really believe I'm touching my own uniqueness when I'm in that spot for myself. Well, and isn't that interesting that it's also that that uniqueness is also a part of that presence? You know, like what I was saying, the uniqueness or the presence is that that feeling of. Uh, connection or or not separate and the collective and like being connected to that web but but in even within the that um, uh, uh, who is it uh, Greg Braden calls it the uh, divine matrix I mean he's not the only one who calls it that but but like the web of life right this divine matrix the matrix that connects us all we are the the shining jewels right in in each uh intersection of that web and that's that uniqueness i agree and i'm always when i hit that place there is always a humbleness and a, a uh, and a gratitude, a place of gratitude. So those are there's a humbleness that oh my my I am so insignificant in the bigger scheme of things, right? I'm just this little bloop, you know. Not that I'm not important in my life and things like that, but really, when that's what nature does for us. It's like I was watching a show about the um, about the volcano in Iceland. Mm. Oh my gosh, the volcanic react uh, explosion. And that volcano is just firing out and, and people would go get as close as they could. And they talked about the enormity and how it just changes you just to be in, his, in its presence, mm. right? And it, we can say that about many things in nature, right? It's so humbling to us and we, we can't control it. it. We have no control over nature, and, um, but we are a part of it, of course. 
And, you know, I, I would love to read something from Eckhart Tolle's book called The Power of Now, if I could. Um, it's a short paragraph, but I think it's really beautiful and a, and a great one to kind of wrap, wrap up with. He says, a Buddhist monk once told me, all I have learned in the 20 years that I have been a monk, I can sum up in one sentence, all that arises passes away. This I know. What he meant, of course, was this. I have learned to offer no resistance to what is. I have learned to allow the present moment to be and to accept the impermanent nature of all things and conditions. Thus, I have found peace. That's also one of my favorite quotes out of that book. <laughs> is it? Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read it for a long time, but but that was that was one of the ones I remember as well. Yeah, and um, I, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I just, you know, I've worked with so many people and, you know, when they're in the greatest turmoil, it's, they are in, they are in a place of, um, I don't like being in this situation. Um, am I doing okay? When is this situation gonna be over? When am I, is this how it's going to be for the rest of my life? And that's how it feels, right? When we're in a big stress, it feels like this will never end. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love that he, that he touches on the impermanence because it will end. There's one thing we can count on and that is change. And right. that the cycle of life is that things move, we move into things and we move out of things. Mm -hmm. It never stays the same. So, so, so that reminded me too that the, another quality, you know, another thing that we can notice uh, when we're being really present or when the presence is with us, <laughs> sort of like the force is with us, you know, <laughs> when the presence is with us, that, that we are um, able to, wow, it just went right out of my head. I have well, no idea what I was going to say. Well, you know, the... In the presence like that, you know, this impermanence, we can take a deep breath. Again, our breath comes back to it, right? Take a deep right. breath. Yeah. And us that, you know, things will move along at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I did all right for you. I don't know. I couldn't read your mind. but I. No, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. So we're right at the end of the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a Bye, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.